on Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Owen Power returns to Michigan. Maybe he won't be the consensus number one pick. And why you should be rooting for the Islanders. All of this on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. How's it going everyone? I'm your host Jason J.D. Hernandez. Covering hockey for over a decade. A reminder you can hear this podcast on Apple Podcast. Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts can be heard, including the new Odyssey app, which is spelled A-U-D-A-C-Y, and this is brought to you by the Locked On NHL Podcast. Make sure to listen every day as we have the latest news in the National Hockey League. If you listen on Mondays, you can hear Sarah Avampato. Mondays and Wednesdays, you can hear Sarah Avampato and Tom Gazzola for now. So yeah, let's get things started and... First, before I get into the whole program, coming up on the second part of this program, I'll be joined by the GOAT. He's the GOAT of the Locked On Nows. It is Gil Martin from Locked On Islanders. He's going to come on and tell you, the fans, why you should be rooting for the New York Islanders. Look, let's face it, Ducks fans. Most Ducks... Okay, I shouldn't say most. Pretty much all Ducks fans are not going to be rooting for Vegas. They're not. So that leaves either Tampa Bay, Montreal, or the Islanders. And Tampa Bay won it last year. So I don't see many fans going for Tampa Bay. So if you're a Ducks fan, you're kind of going for either Montreal or New York. So Gil Martin's going to come on and try to convince some of you Ducks fans why you should go on the Islanders bandwagon. But first, this news over the weekend, and this did kind of raise some antenna because this does have some vest, some vested interest in Ducks fans because Owen Power came out and said that he is strongly considering returning to the University of Michigan. Oh, that's kind of a big deal because if he, well, okay, if he does return to Michigan, that means if he gets chosen by Buffalo, I would say the chances are very slim he wants to play there. Look, let's face it. No one wants to play in Buffalo right now. Jack Eichel wants to leave. They were in last place. They have no end in sight as far as just how poor they're going to play. Let's be real here. So now this begs the question. If Owen Power does plan on returning to Michigan, does that mean they won't choose him number one? Mm. I don't know. Maybe. Let's really go through what he said on Friday. So, I mean, he seems like a really good guy. And I know that he wants to have that, I guess, experience of playing college hockey. Here's what he said. Quote, right now, I'm probably leaning more towards going back to school. It's something I'd like to do just trying to get the true experience of playing college hockey. At the end of the day, it obviously depends on what the team wants and what everyone around me thinks is best. End quote. So, I mean, he is the pretty much consensus number one pick by the Buffalo Sabres. That's what we're all expecting. But this decision is not final. He's leaning more towards going back to school. And I see no reason why. University of Michigan was a powerhouse last season. I mean, they made the tournament. They looked like they were going to go pretty far. Uh, They didn't get to play in the NCAA tournament due to COVID-19. So they did lose in the Big Ten tournament against Minnesota, but they earned the second seed in, I think, the Midwest Regional 
in the NCAA Frozen Four tournament. And they were due to play Minnesota Duluth, but there were some COVID-19 issues going on. Uh, if I remember correctly, I think someone did test positive, and there was a lot of contact tracing that needed to happen. So because of COVID-19, that ended their season right then and there. They had to forfeit that game, and Michigan was eliminated from the tournament before they even got a chance to play. And I know players like Owen Power, they take that kind of thing personally. So if you're Owen Power, do you stay in Michigan for one more year to get the quote-unquote full college experience, or do you jump and just go straight to Buffalo on a team that is rebuilding? Owen Power is already great in his own right. He already is considered NHL-ready. But when you get stripped of that opportunity to play in the Frozen Four, that kind of eats at you a little bit. He would get to have the experience to play a packed house at Yost Ice Arena in Ann Arbor. He would get the chance to have the Michigan fight song playing every time he scores a goal. He would get the prime opportunity to play in the Big Ten tournament. And that is a massive tournament. He would have the chance to dominate in the NCAAs. And I see no reason why he wouldn't completely dominate. No reason at all. Look at, oh, I'm going to look at one recent case. I don't know, Trevor Zegris. He could have chosen to not play in Boston University, but he chose to have that year in Boston in the 2020 season. That ended early, but he dominated college hockey and he dominated in the under-19 tournament, the World Juniors. So I could see that possibly happening this year as well. Owen Power, he could play at University of Michigan. He would have the opportunity to play at World's Juniors this coming year. So give him that chance. I know there's also, also don't forget this, there's probably a very small part of him, just a little bit, that thinks, oh man, you know, I just won gold in the World Championships. I am eligible to play in the World Juniors, but that loss to Team USA last year, that's got to sting just a little bit. That's got to sting losing to Trevor Zegers in that fashion. So I would think he maybe has something to prove. Because, I mean, there are a lot of players that feel like they didn't do everything in the previous level. Or they have regrets saying, you know, I never got to play in the Frozen Four. I never got to do this. Never got to do that. So I, if it's me... I say go back to school. Go back to University of Michigan. Have that extra year. Have the extra year to really refine your game, to progress even more. I mean, he is a prospect. Let him mature into that role at the University of Michigan and let him gain that extra year of experience and see how that goes. That's what I think he should do is go back to school. I mean, yeah. I'm sure that the Sabres GM will beg for him to come to the team. But, you know, here's the big thing. This is not the Sabres decision. Let's be clear about this right now. It is not up to the Buffalo Sabres to determine whether Owen Power stays or leaves Michigan. It is Owen Power's decision and, well, technically his alone. If Power decides he wants to stay at Michigan for one more year... That's his decision along with his family and his advisors. So 
that's what's going on with Owen Power. And if he does go back, will he be number one? Maybe not. What does that mean for Maddie Beneers? If Power goes back, will Beneers possibly go back? Can he be Cahold going back? And then you have Kent Johnson. Then you have Luke Hughes, who already is committed. So what could happen there? All right, we're going to head into the first intermission where I will be joined by Gil Martin from Locked on Islanders. But first, let's talk about rockauto.com. And I'll get personal with this. I'm going to go off script because I did recently order some parts from rockauto.com. Ordered some wiper blades. Went back to the big box store, not going to say which one, and saw that those same wipers would have cost twice as much. And I got the premium ones too, the ones that last a while. You know how much I spent? Spent about 30 bucks. Yeah, only 30 bucks on my two front wipers and my rear wiper. It's not going to rain, so I figure I could install it myself. Yeah, that's fine. Big box stores, twice the cost. Why pay full price when you could pay half of that price? By going to rockauto.com. They've been family owned and operated for over two decades. So check them out now at rockauto.com. And in the how did you hear about us box, tell them that Locked On Ducks sent you. Once again, that is rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. Coming up after the intermission, I'll be joined by the one and only Gil Martin from Locked On Islanders. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and I have a very special guest with me today. I call him the goat of Locked On Nows. He's the host of Locked On New York Islanders to try to convince you, the Duck fans, to root for the Islanders in this postseason. Gil Martin, welcome to the program. Thanks for coming on again. Hey, thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. So... I'm just going to start right off the bat. The Isles have been looked at, not derisively, but they haven't been looked at all season as a Stanley Cup contender. Yet here we are, the Isles just coming off a pretty impressive Game 1 victory over the defending Stanley Cup champions. Um, why are they being discounted so much this postseason? Well, you know, uh, I guess it's partially because they don't have any real superstar players. There's no uh, Alexander Ovechkin, no Sidney Crosby, uh, you know, no Steven Stamkos. Uh, this is a, a team that's sort of more blue-collar, hardworking, uh, work together as a team. Everybody does their job. So they're not going to get a lot of national publicity that way. You talk about superstars, but as far as Ducks fans are concerned, there is one star that is rising above the rest. And it happens to be a former Anaheim Duck, Kyle Palmieri, who, I, I see this correctly, he's leading the team in playoff goals this season. How did that happen? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty uh, unexpected. I mean, during the regular season, we acquired Palmieri and Travis Zajac at the trade deadline. And the two of them really didn't seem to be gelling with the uh, Islanders roster during the regular season. And yet, you know, I made a statement right before the playoffs started that if uh, Palmieri and Zajac 
play well in the playoffs, no one will remember and no one will care that they struggled through the last 15 <laughs> games of the regular season. And Palmieri, maybe it's the beard, you know, because he's growing the playoff beard, which he wasn't allowed to keep when he uh, got traded to the Islanders until the playoffs. But uh, right now he is playing at the top of his game and, as you said, leading the team in goals scored in the postseason. Yeah, I still can't believe it personally. But this is not the first time we've seen this from Kyle Palmieri, and I keep saying this. We've seen this from him before, going back to 2014, 2015, back when Palmieri was a member of the Anaheim Ducks. And he would do that sometimes where he would kind of have slow endings to the season. And yet when it's playoff time, he knows how to get going. And this is certainly the case again this postseason. What is he doing now that's different from, I guess, maybe the last couple weeks of the season? Like what is making him tick and making him score all these goals specifically? I think there's a little more physicality to his game than there was. And I think he just got a little bit more comfortable with his role on the team, figured out the way this team's checking system works and got a little more comfortable around his teammates. And then, you know, you add the idea that Kyle Palmieri knows how to take it up a notch when the playoffs start. And Mm -hmm. you got a nice mix going right there. Let me remind Ducks fans of what they're missing. 2013, 2014, 2015, he had seven goals among those three playoffs, and he's matched that in one single playoffs. So he knows what's up, but he's also hungry for a Stanley Cup. He's been in the league, I want to say, 11, 12 seasons. He's hungry for a title, isn't he? He is, and then you you add the fact that he's an unrestricted free agent as of now, once these playoffs are over. So he's not only hungry for a Stanley Cup, he's also hungry for a contract. Oh, I I forgot about that. So let's appeal to the Ducks fans right now. Who who are some of the guys on the aisles that the Ducks fans and pretty much all of hockey fans should be rooting for? Who should they get behind? Well, you know, it depends what kind of hockey you like. If you want something a little on the flashy side, you've got a very skilled player in Matthew Barzal, with great speed and and some unbelievable hands, although has really made his game more blue-collar in the playoffs. You've got a a veteran goaltender in Simeon Varlamov who has never won a Stanley Cup but who is playing at the top of his game right now. Um, you got a a great passer in Josh Bailey who always raises his game in the playoffs and and really is one of the better... uh, passers and has great vision on the ice and again these are the kind of guys who who make a lot of little subtle plays that don't always show up in box scores but but really uh make a difference in winning close hockey games you got the identity line of uh casey sezikis cal clutterbuck and matt martin who hit anything in an opposing jersey that moves (laughs) and sometimes things that don't and uh you know, a very hard-working kind of a line that, that wins by forechecking and and outworking the opposition. It has just enough skill to, to put, you know, 10, 15 pucks in the net over an 82-game season. Uh, and then, you know, defensemen like uh, Adam Pellick and Ryan Pulak, who, again, don't get a lot of attention nationally, but if you ask scouts or you ask people who watch the Islanders game in and game out, they are quite a great... Uh, top defense pairing for any team. 
Just don't confuse the names because they're pretty close together. Um, yeah, they are. Pelican <laughs> Pool. It sounds like a law firm, you know? Like... Oh, it does. Uh, a wealthy Manhattan law firm. Well, not Manhattan, not Manhattan, because they're Long Islanders. That's true. We'll, we'll say we'll say Queens. Yeah, you mentioned one guy that I've been talking about a lot this postseason, and that is Matt Martin. That's my guy right there because he gets into the dirty areas so well, the physicality he brings. But he's got a pretty decent hockey IQ that people don't talk about enough. He makes the smart plays, doesn't he? He does. He does. And, you know, he made a a play in game one uh, against the Lightning where he just – he, he came back to back check, didn't quite get the puck, and then realized he didn't have it, turned around and just used his stick enough to get the puck away from the lightning forward and, and clear it to his own defenseman. And again, you know, it doesn't show up on a box score. That's not a hit. That's not a block shot. That's not a, a, a goal or an assist. But it little plays like that is how you win games two to one. Yeah, I mean, I think that created a pretty good scoring opportunity. That's something that, again, doesn't get counted for, is the possible assists or the expected goals. I know we try to have analytics as far as expected goals and these little plays, but even analytics cannot solve this Islanders team one bit. Uh, One more thing before we go. If the Islanders somehow make it to the Stanley Cup Finals against either Vegas or Montreal, I mean... We assume it could be Vegas, but I'll just ask, who would you rather see? Who would I rather see? Yeah. I, I think, you know what, let me just get there, and then I'll worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I would like to see the Islanders, and it doesn't matter who I would see as the opposition. Look, I think overall both teams have outstanding goaltending. No question about that. Both of them belong where they are. I think ta- uh, Vegas has deeper forwards and more scoring punch than Montreal but honestly let me just get there and then I'll worry (laughs) about something like that all right Gil and before you head off where can the fine folks find your podcast and where can they find you on the socials well it's locked on Islanders and uh, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts and then uh, on social, uh, on Twitter, it's it's uh, at Locked On Isles, or my personal Twitter is at Ice Wars NYR vs NYI, and uh, yeah, uh, always tweeting during games and and keeping everybody up to date. And it's been a great playoff ride so far. So please join us. Yeah, can't wait to join you. I got to check out that new barn in New York next season or the yeah, following season. Forward to that. Got to check that out. Gil, thanks for coming on, and quack, quack, buddy. All right. Thanks, Jason. Always a pleasure. Back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and this show is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag because they have all the sports going on. They have the NBA playoffs. Hey, how about the Suns with the sweep over the Denver Nuggets? How about that? The Clippers are in it. You also have 
the Jazz. And you also have some teams in the Eastern Conference. A big battle between the Bucks and the Nets, and of course the Sixers and the Hawks. So you have the NBA playoffs. Major League Baseball's in full swing, and of course you have the NHL playoffs. You have the Isles and the Lightning, the Habs and the Knights. So, if you want to place a bet on any of those games, go to betonline.ag. When you sign up for a free account, use the code Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus. Once again, that is promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus on betonline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. I say that every time, but please just gamble responsibly and don't bet on the Pittsburgh Pirates. Just don't. They're awful. All right. So a couple quick thoughts before we conclude today's podcast. So I just got done talking with Gil Martin and he did mention a couple of things about, well, I'm going to go back to Cal Palmieri in a second. First, I want to talk about some of the unsung players. Uh, one guy that doesn't get a lot of attention is JG Pajot. Pajot is leading the team right now in points. He's got 16, 17 points leading the team in points, which is very important because he is kind of that guy that likes to he likes to play make and he knows how to get himself and others open a skill that does not get talked about enough but he is such an effective i guess the best word is he controls the offense and he knows how to make other guys around him better but yeah there there really is no huge superstar on the Isles team Matt Barzal i guess he's kind of considered a star in the league, but none of the big name recognition like a Sidney Crosby or an Alex Ovechkin or an Austin Matthews or a Connor McDavid or a David Posenock. You see where I'm going with this, right? Not a lot of name recognition. You look at Tampa Bay. They've got some pretty big names. Steven Stamkos, that's a big name. Victor Hedman, that's a big name. Vasilevsky, that's also a big name. So again, the Islanders are like the little team that could. And then, of course, Kyle Palmieri, who we did talk about. And Ducks fans, you should definitely want to root for Kyle Palmieri to finally get that elusive cup. Because Ducks fans kind of want to forget this. And I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to open up the wound a little bit and bring back a little bit of past pain. And Ducks fans, I will completely apologize. Completely apologize for bringing this up. 2015. The 2015 Western Conference Final between the Chicago Blackhawks. Now, I know what you're thinking. Why bring that back? Kyle Palmieri had a big role in that 2015 playoff run. He he really helped get the team to where they were at that point. And it wasn't his fault that they lost Game 6 or 7. Like, no. Palmieri, I thought, had a good conference final. Chicago, they just did their own thing and came back and the Ducks did their thing. But he was one of the better players on that Ducks team. And they, they had a stacked lineup. This was Corey Perry doing very well. You had Ryan Getzloff, who was still very effective. You also had Hiller in goal. He did a pretty good job, save for that last game where the Blackhawks jumped out to that 4 nothing lead in Game 7. We... Try to forget that. But it felt like if there was a time 
for that particular group of players to win a cup, I thought 2015 was the year. They remembered the disappointment from 2013, losing Game 7 at home. They remember 2014, losing to the Kings once again at home in Game 7. And 2015, that was the year where it felt like they were going to get past those demons and move on. They had a Game 7 at home again, but it really felt like they were going to pull through this time. It felt like this was the year. They were one win away from moving on to the Stanley Cup Final. And I know to some NHL experts, that particular year's Western Conference Final, it felt like the Stanley Cup Final. It felt like whoever was going to win that series was going to win the Cup. That's what was put out there. And the Ducks ended up losing Game 7 at home once again to the Chicago Blackhawks. The Blackhawks would go on to win the Stanley Cup that season. And those pains, they they just never went away. And it was immediately after that offseason that Kyle Palmieri, he was shipped off to New Jersey immediately after that run. And that is a shame because I feel like Kyle Palmieri, he he didn't really get to prove himself all that much. I think he's he still has a lot of hockey left in him as evidenced by this recent postseason run. I mean, I've said this time and time again, he's got seven goals. He's leading the team. He's leading the team in goals. Oh boy, it's just a rough going for Kyle Palmieri throughout his career. And it feels like, I mean, in a way, doesn't it feel like he kind of deserves one finally? He's been in the National Hockey League for 10 seasons. No, 11 seasons, over a decade. And he's still not made it to the cup final even once. The closest he's come to the cup final was that 2015 season. So Duck fans, if you're going to root for anybody, I would say root for the Islanders, but if you're going to root for a player, like out of all the former Ducks that are left, and I will list all of them, Corey Perry, he's won one. McElhaney, he's won one. Pat Maroon, he's won two. Luke Shen, he's won. William Carlson, Shea Theodore, they're in Vegas. Then you have Kyle Palmieri, Out of all the former Ducks that are left, isn't Kyle Palmieri the one you want to root for the most? I'm just saying. With that, I think that is a fine place to end this podcast. So, yeah, I I am kind of rooting for New York a little bit. Even though I picked Tampa Bay, I'm still rooting and hoping that the Isles make the Cup Final for the first time. Wow, in 30-something years. It's a long time first time in my lifetime that they would make it that far (laughs) that's how long it's been all right uh thank you all for listening it is greatly appreciated if you want to hear previous podcasts listen on apple podcast google podcast spotify stitcher radio or the new odyssey app which is a-u-d-a-c-y or wherever podcasts can be heard follow me on twitter at stimpyjd follow the show on twitter at l-o underscore ducks if you want to drop me an email you can do so at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. And don't forget to check me out on the Locker Room app later this week. Thank you all for listening. It is mightily appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Continue practicing social distancing. Get vaccinated. Please be kind to one another. And Ducks... 
fly together. 